guys, welcome, my friends. Welcome back to our podcast, People Bring Profit. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, first, I want to start off by this. Uh, obviously, there's an empty seat right here. Uh, Justin is uh, out sick. Yep. Yes. So we miss you, my friend. We said yes. a little prayer for you. Hope you get well. Uh, he's had the flu, like really bad. Yuck. <laughs> he sent me a picture of him, like in his home camera, him falling down the steps because um, he was so weak, I guess. Uh, no way. Yeah. So we. we <laughs> Golly. Yeah. We, we, Poor thing. He's fell twice in the last week. I know. He's got some issues. Yeah. <laughs> so he's we put off the shoot uh, a couple of days because we were hoping he gets well. But um, with the holidays coming right around the corner. Uh, it, we said, no, we don't need him in the office. And this was an opportunity for me and Kim to gather today. But hey, hello, Kim. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. So yeah. My sidekick that I've had here for years, as y'all know, we are high school sweethearts and we're business partners. Yeah, She's the we are. best CFO anybody can have. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. She's Same try, to you. She's running for my job every day. Yeah, I'm coming after you. That's right. So today's a great day to uh, discuss since it's just me and Kim. And uh, we've got this question asked a lot. Okay. And I think we should uh, go dive right into it, Kimberly. Yeah, let's do it. So the question comes from, um, I don't want to butcher this, but Block Eds, it looks like. B-L-O-C-K-E-D-Z. Um, and anyway, they reached out and asked us, this question, I would really love to hear about your experience with Quiznos. It's no secret that the company exploited their franchisees mm -hmm. and ended up running any chance of success. We witnessed that personally. But how was it seen from your point of view and how do you apply what you've learned from the experience and how would you choose to invest in another franchise? I would start to say this. We get this question asked a lot. Because we were started out, guys, if you go back and look at our past, me and Kim started at Quiznos. Uh, yeah. Years back, we were 26. We bought our first Quiznos, very young, eager, ready to get in business. Opened that one for the first year, because that was the rule. You had to open one year. And we opened our second, which was you, yeah. ran the second one. So we get asked this a lot. Like, man, we love Quiznos. What happened? So I want to say point off right now that this is our point of view. We were deep in debt. We were invested in it. We sunk every penny that we had into it. Yes. So we were deep invested. This is our opinion on Quiznos and why we fell. They they fell apart. Yeah. And what we would have done a little differently, maybe. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think for us going in as new business owners, very new in the business, some of the things that kind of tripped us up was we really didn't do a whole lot of research on the development. Yeah. Of the franchise, so we. You want to talk a little bit about yeah. how we got into it and what? Yeah, I felt like when we got into it, we, we first went capitalism. Yeah, we first got into it. We, you know, we didn't have the internet like we did, yeah. and we didn't study stuff. We read magazines and all, and we were just excited to be part of a franchise. And when you get into these, you get the FDDs and you get this paperwork. Well, we didn't have much research. We were young. We weren't business students. We mm -hmm. didn't go to business. You were a nurse. I ran a furniture store, so we didn't know the ins and outs. But boy, do we know now. Yeah. And I think that was one of the first things that when me and Kim got into it, we signed the check, got all into it. We're excited. We wanted to open m many of these. That was our goal, not to just own one. And when we bought our first one uh, back at Quiznos, they did it a little differently than what we're experiencing now. 
And they sold area developments, right? So yeah. there was a middleman. It was Quiznos, and then you had a middleman. It was a group that bought, like, I don't know, they own, like, Texas and Louisiana. Yeah, they bought, like, territory. I'm not, I don't remember what territory, but they had territory. And that's what we would do. We contacted them, mm -hmm. and then they're the ones that met with us, held our hands through the development of showing where the territory was, where you could build a store, how you, how you buy the equipment. Yeah. And that's who we dealt with, and that's kind of who we did our paperwork with and kind of things. And we asked that. I think it was one of the first questions you asked. You yeah. asked one of the head guys, like, hey, we want to build two of these. And uh, what did they tell us? Yeah, because I wasn't in for just one, right? Because yeah. we kind of knew that buying one Quiznos was just kind of buying our jobs. But uh, we wanted to take off in business because this is where we wanted to go. And so I looked at him and I said, hey, how do we secure our second territory? And he said, you have my word. If another store comes available in your area, you'll be the first I reach out to. And I thought, hey, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a Southern girl. We we rely on handshakes. It was a handshake deal. And um, I took him at his word. Well, lo and behold, I don't know, we were about six months into. Well, we were going to training and we got reached out to um, a, another franchisee. Okay. And who we became close with, actually, yes, is Scott. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he had, was Port Arthur franchise. He was a Port Arthur. So he bought the store in Port Arthur. Yeah, which was a surprise. It was a surprise. We had no clue. But he, he was far enough away. We were okay with it. We were. We were kind of, but we were still shocked. That no, we didn't know anything about it. And yeah. we weren't open yet, but he was going, we were getting ready to go to training. We have six months after we signed our agreement. So Scott actually, me and Scott went to training together. And I came yeah. pretty close with him. He was a Subway franchisee before this. Yeah. And we became, we and you leaned on him because he had a lot of experience. He was a little older than us. Yeah. But me and Kim were shocked at that point because we were told, that, oh, yeah, we'll let you know when there's a territory sold. Well, Port Arthur was only 20 minutes away. I mean, that was, I mean, we have a Buffalo Wild Wings there, <laughs> one, in, one in Port Arthur. We have an Arby's, one in Lumberton, one in Port Arthur. So that's kind of our home background where it's at. And we were shocked that time because we had a handshake deal. Yeah. Well, I wasn't really as shocked about the Port Arthur location as I was the College Street oh, in well, Beaumont. Well, then, then that's when we opened our second, our first store. We were kicking butt. Man, we were doing great. We were so happy. We were like, hey, we're ready to open this first, second one. And they told us you had to wait the full year. I'm like, look, I've proven I'm one of the top franchisees in the system. Yeah, we we are killing it. Yeah. And next thing we know, well, you know, it's funny. I'll say this, Kim. Remember, I would say this to you. It was odd that people would come sit in my restaurant. I say restaurant because it was mine. It was ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiznos. We raked it every day. We cleaned that thing. It was our restaurant. Yeah. It wasn't a fast food chain. And I would tell you, like, man, these people are sitting here every day and they come pick my brain. And I think that's when we started noticing, like, uh-oh, there yeah. were some issues. And Here's then up. they're they're out there scoping us, just like we did when we went to Lake Charles, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah. But we did come in their backyard, and then we op they opened one up in our hometown. Yeah. Actually, probably at, at a drive time, five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what was scary to me. Yes. Yeah. There was no guaranteed territory. They told you you had a market. This is so many, you know, miles uh, drive time and all that, but we got to understand we were doing a ton of delivery, a ton. I mean, I would deliver it myself. We didn't yeah. have Uber Eats and all that. I that was, was delivering to, all that. I was delivering to the hospital. I come into yeah. your doctor's office. Those those what are those? Just reps with order sandwiches, lunches. Yeah, drug reps. Yeah. And you would steer them our way to give us extra money. Yeah. But uh, we opened that. We're up in front of the news every day, running that thing, and then somebody else opened up. Yeah. And um, th the bad part about it, they didn't run a good operation. Right. 
Yeah. And then people don't judge that. People don't judge you. You got to understand when you go on social media and you hear people say, Buffalo Wild Wings, they don't say, well, that's Chris and Kim's store. I'm not, I'm not going to go to that guy's store. I'm going to go to Chris and Kim's store. Most of them don't say that because they don't know. You don't know McDonald's. You don't know who owns these franchises. So when one person gets in the brand, can kill the brand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was kind of our take on why Quiznos tanked. Yeah. Was just because the um, cannibalism that they put on, one on top of one another. And like you said, you can't compete with your own name. Yeah. And they didn't really vet out who they were letting in the system. So I think that was just our take on what happened to Quiznos. Yeah, you were pretty mad about that when it happened, though. Yeah. I think you were, you were that was the first kick to the, the face to us in the franchising business. It was the first time I learned about business. Yeah. And, you know, business 101. Never take someone at their word. And that's why you read Get these. Get it in writing. That's why you read these contracts. You know, Quiznos yeah. had the best sandwich. Mm-hmm. I mean, those, those, the sandwiches, the honey bacon club. <sighs> I miss Quiznos. I'd open a Quiznos today. And that's what's crazy to me, Kim, is yeah. like so many people out there. I mean, if you, when you're watching this podcast, please give me a thumbs up on this on the YouTube channels or whatever you're watching. If you love Quiznos, because yeah. they need to hear this, you know, because it's a great sandwich. Not a Subway fan, yeah. you know. I know Jimmy John's is owned by our company, but Subway, I mean, Quiznos had it figured out. Oh, they had the best toasted subs around. Man, the ranch dressing, the honey yeah. French, the honey mustard. Man, who remembers the chicken carbonara? Oh, the chicken carbonara, yes. Dude, I might have said it wrong that time, but, it, yeah. man, it was good. Man, that's you know, so that's what's scary is they had a brand, and they sold us these franchises, but then it became, like you said, it became um, – a buying a job. My mm-hmm. job, when I bought into franchising, that's why you buy into franchising because they give you a system mm-hmm. and you hope you can build it and run it well, learn it, then duplicate it. That's right. And then duplicate. That's the part of franchising. If not, do a mom and pop or do your one off and run it yourself. Yeah. But that was our goal to open many mm-hmm. and grow is like we did with Buffaloes and we could not do that with Quiznos. Yeah, so you brought up a good point. So what have we learned from the Quiznos brand is that as we ventured out to look at other franchises, yeah, we learned how if the franchisor was providing any t- protective territory and what did we need to do to protect territory. Yeah. And that was basically through development agreements. Yeah. Like you go in, we go in now, um, we make sure that we, in our development agreement that no one else can really come in our backyard but us yeah and and we we look we look at that through our fdd and we strategically select territory too not fdd our agreement For a development me. agreement yeah yeah um but we strategically when we build out a, a, a concept we try to strategically you're always like that hey let's look look at this market let's look at this market let's look at this market to kind of protect your backyard yeah, and then when, you know, if they don't have those particular territories on their map, when you do protect your territory, then you can have the ideal of backfilling because normally when you backfill like we did in Port Arthur, that w- Port Arthur wasn't even on the franchisor's um, development list. That's right. But we knew it was a good market. But because we had secured pretty much Beaumont onto Louisiana Lake Charles, we had that, like, territory within yeah so we were able to look at the territory and know hey we can backfill some maybe some possible restaurants within this uh, uh agreement development agreement it's funny too when you said that because when we did beaumont and we did beaumont lake charles our franchise agreement we always had port Arthur in the back of our mind because we knew how good that quiznos did yeah 
because yeah. we, we, we knew they were successful there. But exactly. then when we caught, so that was a kind of protection. We didn't want to go out and put our name on that brand, on that market yet. So we kind of saved it. But then I remember calling Buffalo Wild Wings and said, hey, we want to put one in Port Arthur. And they laughed at us like, uh, that's not on our map. Yeah, it's like, uh, on you, map. you missed it. Mm -hmm. It is on our map, you know. And, and when you Well, it was on our map. But, you, it, but it was very smart and strategic because when you sign up for these development agreements, you're paying yep. for the franchise fee, yeah. you know, usually up front. So it was just a unique way for us to keep our cash in-house and always know, hey, we're going to go after Port Arthur and secure it in our deal. But you, one thing, this happened to us at Buffalo's when we were younger, growing into it, um, which we weren't ready or we could not make that step. But Buffalo's was good about calling us, too. They called us. I remember the store in Beltway 8 and said, hey, we got a great store on Beltway 8. Yeah. Uh, would y'all want to build it? Because y'all are great franchisees. And they so they reached out internally to us. Mm -hmm. But at that time, we weren't financially ready. We had right. just opened our second uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, and we were just getting on our feet. And we couldn't do it. I mean, we wanted to do it now. We wish we would have. We yeah. wish we would have been a little bit stronger to do that. And that was some of the problems with Quiznos, too. They they sold these franchises. It was like every time we go to a meeting, there'd be, you know, 30 stores, and there'd be 30 owners. Yes, yes, yeah. It was like, well, on this one, and every time... That owner worked at that store. Yeah. They physically worked at that store. I go to Subways all the time, see them, and most of the time the Subway owner works there a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, and that was the downfall that with the brand. I mean, great brand, but we learned a lot. You did. You, I remember at that point, you sharpened your pencil and said, this will never happen to me again. That's right. That's how you are. You're very competitive with that. Yeah. So I think that, guys, to kind of sum it up with, with, um, with, with Quiznos, is it was a great brand, had a great product. It's just their structure of the business side of it was kind of the ones that of the franchising that kind of fell apart. And I wish they would have got it together. And we used to voice our opinion all the time, but they didn't listen to us. No, we yeah. were just a small fish in a big pond. But now we're getting bigger. Yeah. Um, so that's a little, I hope we answered your question. You know, um, and, and Quiznos was a great brand. I felt my, our thing, I remember this is just us saying this. They fell apart just on the franchising side. Just picked wrong franchisees and didn't grow as a, internally and kind of grew externally, bringing more people in. But um, since it's just me and you, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. We always get asked this, how's it to work with your wife or husband every day? And I don't think yeah. me and you really ever real to talk of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I get asked that all the time. How is it like working with your husband every day? It, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, well, there's a lot of pros, but and there's some cons Ooh, as well. Cons. Yeah. Man, absolutely. I want to know about this. So let's have a quick conversation about that. Let's yeah. share this the wisdom that we have. We've been doing this together. We've been married. We dated six years. We've been married a long time, 27 years now. Yeah. We've been in business together since we bought our first Quiznos. Even though Quizno, Kim did not run my run that Quiznos every day, she was still a nurse. She overlooked a lot of stuff for us. She paid attention to the leases. She did a lot of the back of the house. And then she came to work at the second Quiznos. And we've been partners ever since yeah i mean me and you've been together probably for about 19 years in business yeah. working elbow to elbow yeah it's been about 19 years it's cool to work together with your best friend uh your wife and you're the business partner i think one of the biggest pros i think it is is we're, we're kind of aligned together our dreams are aligned we know where our where we want to get to um mm -hmm. and i think we we our vision of that yeah. is great because we love the business we do mm -hmm. um, and we enjoy what we do. Yeah. What do you feel? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like both of you and I have this awesome entrepreneurial spirit. Um, we're internal drivers of ourselves and we make a really good team. Um, 
you know, because again, we're, we're, we're futurely aligned. We want more. You have a desire for more. I have a desire for more. And so we kind of push each other yeah. continuing to grow. I feel like you push me sometimes to grow mm-hmm. and then you pull me back a little bit because I want to do too much. And then vice versa, when I get a little stagnant, you start pushing again. You know? Yeah. Well, a lot of your growth is without a plan. Yeah. You and know. So that that's you're a visionary. Well, hey, I'm excited you said this because that's what's cool about too is the pros is that we're different people. Absolutely. I mean, like I'm the type that says in the CEO mindset, let's grow, let's do this, and I'm let's just say let's drive to Destin, Florida, and you're like, great idea. When are we leaving? When are we getting gas? How, where are we staying at? Do you Where have are a plan? we driving to get there? Yeah, like, how are we flying, drive? How are you doing yes. this? And you always want to know the plan. So I got the plan. Well, I want it wrote down. Yeah. That's So that's the difference of me and you. You're very, like, checking the crosses and the T's, dotting the I's, just the whole plan. If yeah. we were both like me, oh, man, we'd be in trouble. Or if we were both like me, we probably wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's that could be a negative here in a minute. A con, yeah. you know. That's a con. I am such a perfectionist in nature. Yeah. And and you're such a ADHD yeah. kind of person, so you have to go, and I have to make sure that it's going to be perfect on the way there. Yeah. And so yeah, we could get bogged down. ADHD, OCD too. So the ADHD does this, and the OCD has got me going all over the place. Yeah. So that's cool. But, you know, I think a pro too, Kim, is, is man, it's so cool to to come to work and work with your best friend. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when yeah. we celebrate things, I mean, it's so cool to be there because, you know, a lot of yeah. guys I'm sure that I know, they're like, can't wait to tell their wife how good they did or what they did at work. It's like, you know, it's like playing. I remember, you know, playing softball when you'd come watch and I'd do some good play. And it's like, ah, look, she saw that. Yeah. And if you weren't there, I got disappointed. I'm like, man, let me you say, how'd you do tonight? And I'd tell you. But it was there. But now we're here together. And, like, same thing. When you come in the financial meeting and you're just doing your thing, I'm like, ah, she is so awesome. And yeah. she's so cute, too. <laughs> I could say that because she's married to me. Yeah. Okay, but, you're going to make me blush on camera. But I can get but a... But I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Think know, I'm cute? Through your... She <laughs> <Yes. laughs> say that, guys. So... Yes, through your leadership role here in the company. It's You know, I, I just... I look up to you and, and just... I appreciate you and and how you lead us and the people and you're always behind us, energizing us to move forward and it's just it's real, like you say you'll never get the moment back. Yeah. When something exciting happens here at the office, we'll never get that moment. No matter you can go home and tell it to your wife or your husband, but to be in the moment and to live in the moment, it's just it's an awesome thing. It is. So, it yeah. is. I mean, you could come home and say, "Man, I just killed this presentation. Let me show it to you on my on my laptop." And if I wasn't there to watch it and 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 watch the people align with you and kind of see your vision with what you're trying to talk about financials, man, it's like a home run. It's like so when I get to see it, it's like in person. It's like wow, I just got to see her hit a grand slam in the World Series. Yeah. In person on the sideline and as soon as she comes off I get to give her a hug so I think that's a pro too you know um is is just being best friends yeah yeah do you have any more pros uh let's say maybe our scheduling alignment is a pro we get to be off at the same time for our kids yeah uh we get to schedule around things at the same time for our kids so yeah yeah. true working alongside of you and our for ourselves and company 
uh, we get to kind of schedule. Yeah, so because I think I was leaving this morning, and you were like, hey, can you fix this earring? So I'm trying to fix this earring for chapel. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing your glasses. But then you were like, hey, Thursday's lunch day for chapel. And I haven't got to go. Yeah. Because they only allow one parent nowadays. They're still falling, I don't know, since this COVID bull crap. It's um, so weird. Terrible. Um, um, so you can only go on a certain day and only one parent can go. So I, I'm putting pressure on you. Like, I know you've been like twice, but that's cool. You reminded me and I can take off anytime and go. And then we go pick the kids up and work together and our schedules work out. We're good for vacations and things. So scheduling yeah. is a 100% thing too. And then when yeah. you're late to work a little bit, uh, you know, you don't get in trouble. I don't get in trouble when I'm late for work. <laughs> and then when she calls me when I'm on the way, say, "Hey, I'm cooking dinner tonight. Can you stop and get some Worcestershire sauce or whatever?" Yeah. So then yeah, I have you to, said it pretty good. I did nail that. I practiced. You nailed it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What do you call that?" So I had to circle back around, and I was late getting here to work. Everybody knows I get here at a certain time, and I was running a little late this morning, so I can go get that and help your schedule a little bit. Yeah. So what's some cons, Kimberly? So I think for you would be a con is living with a perfectionist. Uh, I think that would be your con. That's no, that's yeah, that's my con living with you. Yeah, because like when uh. um, when me and Kim go to restaurants and um, especially ours, like we just remodeled Beaumont, and I'm so yeah. excited about it. And but we're not finished yet because we had to reopen and there's some stuff that we're still working on. But you you sit there and you're like, the lighting's not perfect. I'm like, well, it's good. It looks great to me. And you're like, no, it's not. Yeah. So you're a perfectionist. You are. I mean, when I go in a store and I'll give it a 95, you're going to give it an 80. Oh, yeah. Every 100%. 100%. And we tell our teams this all the time, guys. And I and I, I look, Kim, it's not a negative. I mean, it is, but it's not to me because I tell our team all the time, oh, yeah. the day I come to you and the day me and Kim, her or myself, go to one of our locations or sit with you in a discussion, a meeting, and we don't come with you with some – constructive criticism like if i go to my store there's no way you're going to hit 100 no way and if it the day i just keep walking out without telling you one thing the day you want to quit the company yeah and i feel the same way with you if i'm not getting pushed by you and challenged by you to have better financials to have a better plan to uh, you know what are, how are we hiring people i think that's a pro but it is a con because it is hard yeah i mean as a husband when you come to me and we're on the way home and you're like yep not good Mm-hmm. And it falls on the operation. I think we had a meeting the other day, and you kind of blew up the operation side of us because we we were failing at one point. And I kind of spoke up and said, "Hey guys, this is fall. I'm embarrassed. This falls right on my lap. Mm-hmm. I'm the leader of this company, and I'm sitting back allowing this to happen. So I do enjoy it, but it is tough when you're my wife because then I want to like, yeah, man, she's riding me hard today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that perfectionist also leads to competition. So mm. I would think that's another con here because you're competitive on your side. I'm competitive on my side. And if your side's not doing, if your side's not being perfect, yeah, I get, you know, pretty competitive with you and say, yeah, let's go. What's, what's holding you back? What's, what's wrong with the operational side of the company? Yeah. And so I think that it also is. could be a con. It is very much so because i'm a pretty competitive person i think you're a pretty competitive person and um sometimes that competition gets in our way and we're like yeah we have to take a deep breath walk out yeah i've done that breathe in breathe out my younger self was hard yeah working with you yeah because you were very competitive but perfectionist all on the top of it Mm -hmm. and you wanted to be always best in class Best in class. Everything you do. I don't understand people that don't want to 
be best in class. I, I, you know, I, I serve on boards. I serve on um, different committees. It's just best in class to be the best that you can possibly be. That drives me nuts when people are just don't have that same vision. Yeah. Because there's so many people that do like, let's just let's just be best in class people. I know you want to vent so much. I guarantee you do. Yeah, like, and it's true. I mean, th- there, there's no doubt about it that we're both that way. But it's it, it is a con because I I you know I want to win, yeah. and I want to be best in class. And I always every time I've coached football or you know any of my teams that I've coached, it's like we would win like forty-one to seven, and I was still mad. And our friends of mine would come up to me and say, "Chris, I mean, we only gave up. We we won forty-one to seven. I, said, I know, but we gave up that one touchdown. Yeah. And but when it came from you. Being a, a wife, now being my business partner, but you're my wife. It was harder for me to swallow. So young people out there, they're starting your company and you're working with your wives or that. It, you got to learn, understand to separate that, right? Because mm-hmm. she's just pushing the business. She's not pushing you personally and you know, as a husband. Mow the grass better. Yeah. No, yeah. run the business better because that's what pays the bills, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's what's cool about the competitiveness. But you are, you're super competitiveness in a in a such a humble way, though. You yeah, know, I, well, I try to be. Yeah, I, I really do try to be. That's my goal. Sometimes yeah. I may not come across that because I'm just so straightforward sometimes. But um, again, I strive to be yeah. the best I can be. Um, obstacles are just what they are. They're just obstacles. It's not something that uh, blocks my way or my vision. I keep moving forward. As long as you're moving forward, you're progressing. And That's right. I just want everybody on the team to align. Yeah. Sometimes I say something and out of my perfectionism, and my team's like, "Am I doing everything I'm supposed to be doing? Or you know, <laughs> are you proud of me?" I'm like, "I'm absolutely proud, proud of, of you, you, but it's my goal to push you forward." Yeah. I'm and so, and as as well, it's your goal to push me forward. I expect the same thing in return. And we do. Yeah. I mean, you come to me all the time with ideas, and I like critique it. And you listen to me like, thank you. I needed that. And you, you'll have a presentation. It's, it's knocks out of the park, but I might give you a little bit of sprinkle. And the next thing you're like, thank you. I needed that. Yeah. To hear you say that to me is like, wow, good. Because that's now that's the husband side of me. That's not the business side, the CEO side. That's the husband side. Like, man, I, I, she liked that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's cool that I want to say one of the cons, Kim, is we never turn off. Like yeah. when we go eat dinner, you, can, you, you, you we're getting we're trying to get better at it. You mm-hmm. kicked me at dinner the other night because it was just me, you, and Clara. It was her birthday, 18th birthday. Shout yeah. out to our Clara Bell. Happy birthday the other day. Um, but you kicked me on the table and said, stop talking about business. Yeah, because it's, that is a definite con in our business. I mean, in our relationship as far as our home is that our kids, they grew up in this business. They, so they grew up t- uh, listening to mom and dad talk about business all day long. We wake up, we talk about business, we go to bed, we talk about business, we go out to eat, we talk about business, we go on vacation, we talk about business. Business, business, business is what we talk about. Even you and I, we can't break away for like a date night without talking about business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just our life. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it is what it is. Uh, sometimes I think, what's it like to just sit here and say nothing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What, yeah, what is it? What is a non-business couple talk What's about? What's it like? Yes. What do non-business people talk about? <laughs> like, hey, honey, what are you cooking for dinner? Yeah. Don't ever cook that again. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. But anyway, that's our life. 
And our kids see that at the dinner table. Yeah. So and and our kids, if you notice that they'll kind of they'll tune us out and they'll go in into their own either conversations if they're together or they'll go into their iPad or their phone or whatever if we start engaging in business. Yeah. So we really have to try as a couple when we're out with our family to not engage in business so that our kids can enjoy mom and dad without being mom and dad the business owners. I told somebody that a while back, you know, something that came up to me and said that about it. It's like, man, our kids, yeah, there's a little bit of benefits they get to go to. Yeah, they go to Buffalo's and, hey, Dad, can I go there and eat tonight? Yeah, there's some benefits with what we have in the business side, but there's so many negatives because they just constantly. I guarantee you guys, in the past, 75% of our conversations around the dinner table, we would bring them into the conversation. We'd tell them a story what happened because we thought we were doing cool to get them involved in business, teach them stuff, but it, it was a negative for us. And we're getting better at it. We're trying to, especially with Chapel. And But our other ones, um, yeah, they grew up in it. They know every negative that's come across. They know all the positive. They know how hard it is to run a business. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that we kind of did – we, did we cover some stuff? Yeah, I think we did for husband and wife, uh, just working alongside each other. Thank you for giving me the opportunity on the air to talk about it. Yeah. I have a lot of questions from people about it. So hopefully that addressed every their, all their questions and all their curiosities and – yeah, if you have more, keep, again, yeah. if you have put comments up there, please, let's go to that, too, because if that's how we get some of these ideas. Our podcast is now ending its third season, Yeah. right? So we're coming into the holidays, so we're going to take a couple of weeks off of the, the podcast, and then we'll be coming back first part of the 2024 with this exciting new stuff. Kim is kind of really diving in this podcast a little bit more and we're going to have a little bit more cool ideas and structures in here and kind of things that we want to work with. So this is kind of the ending of this season. We'll be off for a couple weeks. Yeah. So we do need you to subscribe. Yes. Subscribe, like, and share. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, just all my women friends out there, Just uh, I just want to reach out to you guys and say, please share my podcast. I am a woman in business, and I uh, just want to kind of catapult on that and to say if you have any questions as a woman in business, please reach out to me personally, and maybe I can address some of those questions uh, for you ladies that are out there, because again, this is a, um, sometimes the CFO seat's pretty hard to be in, especially in a almost all man's world, but, um, <laughs> and being a mother and being a business owner and being a CFO. And, um, if you have any questions for me, I'd, you know, entertain your questions for sure. No doubt. Yeah. Cause she juggles it all. And I, I suggest that too, because that's where we're going with the podcast. We're getting a lot more questions. We want more, we want some more in depth that we can really spend time on and hopefully share some of this stuff um, and bring more guests on that we can inter interview them and get their perspective on how to be a, like you said, a mother, a father, CEO, CFO. How do you juggle those businesses? How did you get into franchising? What's the negatives, pros and cons of all this stuff? So uh, that was where me and Kim kind of took today since our boy Justin was out sick today. So yes. we had to kind of fill this in today to talk about these are some topics that we got questions from. Yeah, stay safe out there. Make sure you're taking your vitamins. Blue's going around. <laughs> it is going around. It's very cold out there. But again, guys, thank you for watching. Please go subscribe to it. It's subscriptions are, 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 are we had a great week this last week of subscription. We need more. So keep them coming. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank um, you. We have a busy week this week, a lot yeah. going on. So uh, I hope to see you down the hall. Mm -hmm. And I got to go will. get your coffee for you. That, uh, that I bought for you and you left in the refrigerator. Kind of kick you up today. But uh, thank you, guys. We yes, appreciate everything awesome. you've done for us and uh, following us. And go subscribe again. Thank you.